Today on ABC Devo, it's not right. Welcome to ABC Devo, the podcast where we examine every song by Devo alphabetically from the fourth dimension all the way to a wiggly world. I am Tom Taylor. I am John Ingle. I am Joe Mazel. I am Pete the Retailer. And today we're here to talk about It's Not Right from 1980's Freedom of Choice. It's true. It's not right. So let's talk about it. <laughs> I I have an update, and guys, All I right, texted well, you. Well, I think this is a good episode. I'll see you guys <laughs> next week. Yes. Wait a minute. Bye. Wait a minute. That's C plus not right. is all around. Okay. Um, I have an update. I, I texted you guys this, but uh, I found my copy of the thirty-three and a third book for this album. Hey! Hooray! It was in a gym yeah, bag where well I, I tricked myself into ne- never finding it. <laughs> um, but I, I did not get a chance to read up on this uh, song for this episode, so we'll have to. <laughs> I, I did, but it was about four weeks ago, yeah. so I've forgotten everything. So useless yep. information. You, well, it, I know the you know the listeners at home were, were uh, hanging on every every thread, every update. It was like you know when a, like a plane goes missing or something. They're like, did anything ever happen with Pete's copy of Thirty Three? Just want to let everybody know. <laughs> It's been found safe. They never resolved that on the show. Yeah. They just left it hanging. Um, but yeah, uh, it's not right. We uh, actually, so we'll have a, um, you know, good uh, good news for, for people like uh, Tom and I who might not have all of our notes from that. Um, we'll have a t- chance to talk about this <laughs> song again, in a sense, um, on The Weekend Mutation a couple of uh, couple months from now, down the road. Fun. There's an alternate version of this song. Um, that was released as part of a demo bundle. Um, it's like an earlier demo version, different words, different title. Therefore, comes up on the on the other show. So, oh, crazy! Um, this show has surprises even for me, and I work that's here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. I want to say before we start talking about the song, is I can. This is a, one of those songs that if you say, "Okay, oh, it's not right," we're going to talk about it. it's not right by Devo. I'm like. I have no idea what song that is. <laughs> it's not right. Which song is "It's Not Right"? And I can't get it into my head unless I get to the part the like the baby, 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 mm. not the baby, 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 baby. You know the baby, baby. If I can get that in my head, then I can hear the song. But if it's just like "It's Not Right," that does not ring a bell. <laughs> what? I don't know what song is it, it says. Now, if they called this song "Crying Shame," I think we'd all know what it was. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Joe, yeah. is that maybe. is that what you called it on your? Uh, <laughs> your I don't or have a CD that didn't have any of the names. Uh, that is I what like I called the, it. Yes, because this is the discussion we've had about every Freedom of Choice song, except for you know, well, <laughs> thanks thus far, right? That we all, yeah, I'm like yeah, there. Well, not Freedom of Choice. Right. We all knew what Freedom of Choice was called, uh, right. but but you know, yeah, it's a lot of these songs. They're just the, the titles are buried. They're not, it's not like traditional hooks or something. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. where the, where, you, where, where the title is very obvious within the structure of the song. Uh, it, I find that that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's kind of a cool yeah. mm-hmm. characteristic of this album. And maybe other, really, if you think about it, probably most of the Devo's albums, at least those <laughs> early few, where it's not so yeah. obvious what the song would be called because the song isn't traditionally structured in a way yeah. that we're familiar with. No, I mean, what's that song about cracking the whip? Yeah. Like, what's oh, that called, right? I think it's called uh, it's, uh, When a Problem Comes Along. Oh, that Alan? Oh, yeah. Oh, that mm-hmm. Alan. Oh, yeah. There you go. 
Um, yeah, I, I think it's you guys are all podcasters. It's like uh, it's a little bit like you know, edit it together, you know, put together an episode and then find a title for it after the fact. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, what was the funny part? Yeah. What was that thing that uh, that he said? Oh yeah, all right, well, we'll make that. It's not Wait, right. I thought I invented that. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's like you know, it's a little bit like that, which is good. Again, like none of this is a complaint. This is an interesting. It makes for an interesting song. It's just hard to. Mm-hmm. Hard to talk about in this format because it's like. Am I making it up, or did other like did the whole like maybe every genre of music, but like it seems like like alt rock and stuff and grunge. It seems like they went crazy with that, with like naming their songs things that like you had to get a thesaurus and listen to the entire album (laughs) and get a protractor, and then you would oh that's the name of that song that I hear on the radio all the time. I can't oh, think yeah, of any we, like Smashing Pumpkins or something like that. Like, like it seems like the, like all their song titles were like really obscure and like having nothing to do with the song. And was, I mean, famously, yeah. uh, smells like Teen Spirit, right? Yeah, perfect. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't remember that part where he's like, "Smells like Teen Spirit." Yeah, there's that part is only in the Weird Al version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or uh... no, it's a very '90s thing to do is to just like you're sitting around writing something, creating something. Yeah. And you like go, hey, "Let's call it." Let's name the song after that sweater that's hanging over that chair over there, you know, yeah. or something. Say anything you see, just to be like, <laughs> you know, intentionally <laughs> obtuse, you know. That's yeah. My friend and I came to the realization in high school, like, wow, if you just if you you could take a picture of anything, just like super boring, anything you want in the world, it could be a picture of your grandmother or a tree. But if you name it something that has nothing to do with what's in the picture, then it's art. There you go. Like you just name it Ohio or something. Mm. Go, oh my God, Ohio! Look at that woman's <laughs> face, Ohio. Oh my goodness! You're a genius. <laughs> that's uh, so maybe that's what they're doing. Pearl Jam infamously, you know, all of their song titles were like one syllable words, <laughs> which means <laughs> it was all just kind of like really short, just kind of like, hey, yeah, this one, this one, this one, and then uh, mm-hmm. like it, it became enough of a thing that then they had to go and like name one of their songs something like, uh, like elderly lady on the in the chair in the in the <laughs> corner in Seattle or something like that. Like they had, they had some kind of crazy, yeah. You know, they they did one a sentence just because all the rest of their stuff was just like black, <laughs> live. Well, I mean, a lot of that has to do with the fact that Pearl, Pearl Jam fans are monosyllabic. Mm-hmm. It's ironic that you just mispronounced monosyllabic. So, <laughs> <laughs> not sure what syllabic means, but yeah. <laughs> oh, you're Slabic. a Devo fan. You do too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's not a right, huh? Um, I like this song. I think it's groovy. It kind of has a classical uh, rock and roll theme to it, um, but has its, uh, you know, kind of a modern Devo instrumentation. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. something very, uh, like, uh, easy, breezy, 50s rock and roll about it or something. Kind of Buddy Holly-esque. Kind of like, baby, it's not right. You're breaking my heart. What am I gonna do? Kind of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's got a good like kind of easy breezy that sway way. to it. Like the beat is, it's got a little like shuffle sway, shuffle yeah. sway. <laughs> <laughs> the wacky doctor's game. <laughs> um, but then it's, it's also got some very Devo edges. Um, like the uh, I I I'm, I'm always amused by the like do do do. Like the zap, zap, zap. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, it, again, it's like, it's such a weird, you know, uh, 
talk about unconventional song structure. It's just like, well, I, I kind of wrote myself into a corner. Like, I, what rhymes with the, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm trying to think of the, the line before it, but, uh, uh, you know, like, hey, what rhymes with this? And they're just kind of kicking words around, you know, like, nah, I'll just put in some laser sounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kids love lasers. No fuss, no muss. Yeah. Lasers were really popular in 1980. Oh, they it's really were. just been discovered. It really shows that they were going for a hit album here by going <laughs> yeah. to the laser sounds. I, I was going to say that I I think, I, I feel, and I'm also informed by the book 33 and a Third. Pete, you should try reading it oh. um, at some mm-hmm. point. When Wait, where did a I chance. put that? Um, <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> uh, that, gloves. that this album, and I think this song in particular, as it is the chapter of the book where they talk about this, is Devo's sort of attempt at R&B. A little bit like classic mm. r&b sound mm. um it doesn't it, it, it you get a sense of it and tom i think your your buddy holly comparison is is pretty on the money but mm-hmm. to me that's probably the it's like white nerd r&b right which <laughs> then takes you to buddy holly <laughs> so i think that's kind of where yeah. where the yeah. comparison lies but they were intending to make an r&b ish album here and they even went so far as to um recruit Robert Margoloff, who was had been very famous at the time for having produced a bunch of Stevie Wonder albums, um, mm-hmm. but doing it with electronic instruments, uh, specifically the Tonto, which is a uh, synthesizer that he invented. Um, there was a, a band called the Ta- uh, Tonto's Exploding, or I'm sorry, Tonto's mm-hmm. Expanding Headband. Uh, they have a pretty amazing mm-hmm. album you should mm-hmm. check out. But um, so he was well known for having invented a synthesizer. Then Stevie Wonder, having heard the synthesizer, saying, "I want to add this to my sound," and Bob Margoloff had sort of introduced electronic um, instrumentation to R and B. Then Devo said, "Hey, let's bring him over here to more like rock and roll electronic music, and he'll bring R and B with him." And that was sort of the idea behind this album. Now, I don't suppose it's not an R and B band, right? I mean, you're just not going to get that real obvious tone in any Devo song, I don't think. But if you know that and you listen to it, you go, I see what they're going for here, definitely lyrically and in some ways rhythmically, but in the end, it just ends up being Devo, you know? But that's part of the, I guess, kind of the Devo magic is that they always kind of, everything ends up sounding like their own thing, even if they're kind of going for homage or tribute or to fit in some kind of a genre. Yeah. Yeah. You said it. <laughs> well, and that's why it was so frustrating <laughs> when they just do these covers that are, you know, oh, yeah. not inspired. And they, they, you want some of that Devo juice, but it's not. You <laughs> yeah. know, and when here they're just taking kind of yeah. a little bit of DNA. You know, uh, Mr. DNA? From other songs and then, you know, <laughs> kind of giving it, injecting it into a Devo skeleton. What? Yeah, <laughs> so it's like bone marrow. Yeah, kind of. Uh, anyway, the analogy so the is getting very complex. Work. <laughs> but wasn't somebody? I think we might have been talking uh, in the green room at some point about this song a little bit. And wasn't somebody saying that it was it was kind of a combined effort lyrically? Is that right? It's like Mark and uh, Jerry sort of were both oh, writing yeah. separate songs, and they smashed, kind of mashed them together to make the same song. Is that right? Like somebody yeah, said like that. Maybe it was about me. crying specifically. Or <laughs> well, like that's that. what I was going to say. Yeah, that it's it must yeah. have been because 
they didn't really edit out the uh, excessive <laughs> cry. You would think like, oh, my song's about crying, and so's yours. We mash them together. It's like double crying yeah. song. Boy, they talk about crying. Two great tastes in one candy bar. <laughs> Actually, the two same tastes in one candy bar. Yeah. Yeah, it's chocolate covered chocolate. What? But yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just funny how, to me. It's just funny how often they talk about crying in this song. It's coming up. Yeah. It's funny, like it's a crying shame. Like that's not technically crying, but they're still saying crying. <laughs> it's a crying <laughs> shame. That is yeah, a it's shame. like used as metaphor and literal all in the same song yeah. multiple times. Yeah, I could cry every time I think about you. I like the. I can't sleep until my baby says it's over. I got to hear it face to face. For some reason, I really like that line. It's like I know this is actually over, but I'm gonna I'm gonna you know obsess about it. Until she looks me in the eyes and tells me that it's actually over, and then maybe I'll have some closure, or at least I can, you know, go back to sucking my thumb, <laughs> curled up in a ball or something. <laughs> I like that he's uh, that he's 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 uh I don't know, self-aware enough that he's like, okay, I can handle this. I just have to actually, you know, just put the final period at the end of the sentence and just tell me it's over. He like, uses the... All the signals that like you're not here anymore and you're dating some other dude and. You know, you don't want to see me anymore. But just tell me that it's over. That he uses the suspense of romance. Mm. That's right. Dun, dun, dun. Um. All right. Well, what um, seems like we all are finding things that we like in this. What? Um, mm-hmm. Let's translate that. Let's put. Let's put some into uh, French. Yes. Let's translate that into French. Je uh, suis Napoleon. <laughs> what do you say, sont les mal qui vont très bien ensemble? Um, <laughs> this, uh, I don't know, how do, how do we feel about this song? Well, Joe said he I... liked it already. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Joe likes it. Spoilers, Joe. So, and who are we to like argue with Joe? It's L true. for like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that goes completely against our uh, arbitrary rating system. <clears throat> That's true. So I, I guess since I said I'll like it, I'll go first. I give it a solid A minus. Hmm. Ooh, I think it's groovy. Sacre bleu, <laughs> <laughs> sacred blue indeed, my friend. Sacred blue. <laughs> um, yeah, I think no. It's a groovy little dance note. It's a groovy little dance number. You can emphasize, empathize, excuse me, and uh, yeah. I, and and it's got the nice little keyboards. It's got laser sounds. It's got what I want from Devo with a little bit of a, a swig of R&B in there. Hmm. Hmm. So A minus for Maisel. All right. Well, I agree with Joe. I give right. it an A minus as well. And I'll say that it's it's just super catchy. Like after you listen to it, despite not remembering its name after a few <laughs> minutes after you listen to it, you'll have it in your head. It's definitely... You could even get a little loop of just baby, baby, you know, over and over again mm-hmm. for a good hour or two after. It's a good, it's definitely yeah. an earworm kind of song and in in a good way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think it's another solid freedom of choice number. So, A minus for me. Not to sound like for... I'm copying your homework, but I, I think I'm also going to oh, go boy. A minus. <laughs> Interesting. Um, mm. It is a good song. It's kind of suspicious, though. It, it's a little, uh, you know, it's... it's <laughs> have to separate you guys. It's missing a little something to put it over the top and make it an all-time classic, but it's a very, very good song. And, that, and it, you know, again, the the production on this album is just good, and, and things are good, and I like it. 
I can only imagine now that Tom is going to give it a D. <laughs> I had to go last, didn't I? Tom I just had to it. go last. I don't hate this song. I will say this. I, I, I went from not being able to pull it from memory, mm-hmm. knowing that I knew it, but like in that I, as soon as I heard it, I go, oh, yeah, that song from Freedom of Choice. Okay. Uh, I went from there to being like, okay, I don't care that much, but all right, it's not bad. And it is, it is slow. Every time I listen to it, I like it a little more, and it's worked its way up to a B for me. Mm. But I, I'm 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 a little surprised at the A minuses. But I'm happy for you guys. <laughs> so it's like girl, you want level for you then? No, nothing is as bad as girl. You want again. <laughs> oh, come on, be realistic. Um, well, that's that's a B side because of Tom. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, it's I, okay. I you know it's okay. I, really, A minus? I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. I'm surprised. I was on oh, the okay. I was on the B plus A minus fence, but I, I think just generally okay. the the catchiness, the fact that how how much it's in my head, and just now the right now the line sunlight sunlight in my eyes sunlight makes me rise is uh, it's hitting something mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because we haven't had a lot I of sunlight you. lately. Mm. <laughs> Maybe it's the dead of winter. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that all makes sense. I mean, maybe like you know, two more weeks of listening to this, I'll be up into the B pluses, A minuses. I don't know. But right now, sitting here in front of the microphone, the the B feels right to me, mm. and I, I can't apologize, and I won't. I refuse. Would not expect you to, Tom. If, if you're in front of the microphone, you need to uh, get behind it. Yeah, really. Oh, yeah, you're on the wrong side. Mm. Anyway, what? history. Make sure, John. <laughs> um. All right. Oh, I forgot about this bit that I do. How about that? Hang on. Let me oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> let me uh, let me open up the uh, the old Spotifier. Um, hang on. It, it's for those of you listening at home, <laughs> for those of you listening at home, it's been a while since we recorded. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go give a big guess right now. This has got to be Adam Ant, right? Mm. This will be Adam oh. Ant. Isn't this a very Adam Antish song? Mm. When you think about it, I'm gonna mm. say Herman's Hermits. <laughs> mm, well, here I'm going off the let's see, the original one. Let me check the remastered one. Um, no, yeah, I'll go. I'll go original. Let me see what the live one gives us. Talking Heads, B52s, exactly. Adam and um, <laughs> no, it's the what, Liberace. There's <laughs> another uh, another piece of that puzzle. Um, I don't, I don't know. XCC. As you come up, but you're getting closer. It's uh, uh, one of our submarines by Thomas Dolby. Oh, I, <laughs> now that Dolby. I think is kind of a new one. I don't think we've hit Thomas <clears throat> Dolby before in the Spotify list. Have we not? I feel like we have said it once because I said, "Oh, yeah. I really like Thomas Dolby." Yeah, something like that. I feel like I remember. I seem to recall that. Um, the listeners will remind us, right? So that that uh, if. If you make a radio station off of this song on Spotify, that's the next one of our submarines by Thomas Dolby. Is the next <laughs> thing that comes up. Um, that sounds great. Do we have any other bits? Was there anything else that we do, or are we just going to move on to the next song here? <laughs> you know, there's uh, no song meaning this week. Um, mm. There is, uh, you know, <clears throat> nobody has uh, bothered to uh, write us a review lately, so I can't read it on oh. the air. Uh, probably, and if there was, I'd be reading it, and probably in a funny yeah. voice. Yeah, well, I mean, we've been it's on a little bit no of a song break, meaning. So. There's yeah. nothing left to do then than uh, play our next chess move. I say uh, queen to queen's level three. Mm. Okay, so then next week we'll see what our counter move is, and <laughs> and we'll go from there. 
Oh, is that a new bit? We're playing a four-man chess game? <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's, it's all coming back Who's to me. With us? It, it's been a while, but the show's coming back to me. Is yeah, like meatloaf. <laughs> I think that's right. I think it's right. <laughs> <laughs> this meatloaf is coming back to me. Um. Well, anyway, no you mean like the album "Bad on the Bad Out of Hell" or um? <laughs> Acha, two things Acha. meatloaf could be. Well, that's that's Woo. how we got there. Isn't that wasn't that a big that meatloaf is. song? It's all coming back to me. No, no, I, yeah, I actually think you're thinking of a yeah. Celine Dion song. Didn't they do he, it together? Did they do it together? I, I, I would not be surprised her. if Jim Steinman wrote both. I wouldn't either, because they're like they're kind of in the same wheelhouse, right? Celine Dion and Meatloaf. Yeah, weird, weirdly, um, I get them mixed up. All it the seems time. a little strange that they would be, but they are. I just I recently heard the Celine Dion song on a commercial and was like, "What is? Who is that?" I couldn't even remember, and I had to look it up. Yeah, so that's I think I'm the same guy must have written that song because as soon as Pete said. That it was a meatloaf song. I totally bought it. It is. It's written and produced by Jim Steinman, and it's Meatloaf did it, and but Celine Dion also did it. Um, <laughs> it was all right. It, the yeah. So, Meatloaf. Well, there we Good. go. Meatloaf Great. minute. Wait a minute. That's not it. We've now talked about <laughs> Meatloaf and Celine Dion on our <laughs> and Thomas Dolby. Uh huh. That makes sense. Science. That one makes sense. The other two didn't. <laughs> uh, well, that reminds me. I have about ten dissertations on Jim Steinman that I mean to throw up on the blog someday. One day I will. There you go. Plug your blog while we're at it. <laughs> JoeMazel.net, everybody. Look at it. Woo! There you go. And uh, hey, guess what? We're we're uh, much like a uh, much like an oxalotl. We're done with the eyes, everybody. The are uh, mm. we? I have to look up oxalotl again. The. Uh, yeah. The next episode is uh, Jay. It's jerking back and forth. Which is all. Wait, where are we going? We're jerking back and forth. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And that's on. I hope the, I don't get nauseous. I hope so too. Uh, but that'll be here Thursday, um, here on a brand new episode of ABC Devo. Hey, that's the show. Hey, that was the show. Uh oh. <laughs>